Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Tales from the CSAP Floor. My name is Ella Cheng Bradshaw. I'm currently an associate sales rep or ASR based in Singapore, and I will be one of your hosts for this brand new season. Now, this particular season will cover all the major bases of the CSAP journey, but just a bit more in depth and also in a chronological order. So from the application process to bootcamp trainings and just life beyond the program in general. So today we'll be backtracking a bit and discussing what happens at the very beginning when before CSAP even officially starts, and that is, of course, the assessment center. And joining me today is a very special guest. We have Hugh Steinmetz. He's also an ASR based down under in Sydney, Australia. He's had a passion for technology from a very young age, graduated with a business degree, but most importantly, he's one of the best people I know and someone I'm very lucky to be able to call one of my friends. So Hugh, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Ella. I'm very, very happy to be here and part of the program. We're happy and excited to have you as well. Could you tell us a bit more about yourself and what your story is, like how you got to where you are today? Yeah, of course. About me, I've always been passionate for technology. I remember going around the council cleanups when I was really young, picking up broken computers and taking them apart and putting them back together again. So I didn't really know what I wanted to be doing in uni. So I just did a, a Bachelor of Business Administration, which is just a pretty generic degree. But I was working full time electronics retailer for a long period of time. And that's where I got my first taste for sales, um, just sort of tr transactional selling before moving into a, a telco sector. So did some account management there where I actually started selling some Cisco products, which really got me a taste for, for what's out there in terms of the networking and the bigger impact that Cisco can do. So that's when I actually ended up applying for the role in CSAP. And to my surprise, they called me back and got me through to the, to the next round. Okay, so you'd say that you got to CSAP or you applied for CSAP because you already had a taste of selling Cisco products in your last role. Yeah, correct. I, I saw a great career progression within Cisco and I've always thought about which company I want to work for. It was definitely going to be in sort of IT or tech. I just didn't know what sort of realm. But yeah, no, it fit all the boxes for me. So did your passion for tech come first or your passion for sales? Or did you find either one like along the way? Definitely tech, definitely tech. Always been somewhat of a computer nerd for a long period of time. Did some software programming in high school. University, though, didn't really delve too much into the IT sort of space. It was mainly just business-focused units. And I'd never really sold anything to a customer before. Quite interesting being thrown in the deep end there. And without any training, I sort of just hit the ground running over a Christmas period and sort of found my feet and realized I can actually do this. It's, it's really just about having conversations with customers and understanding what they're looking for. So that's where my passion for sales came from. Okay, so it's obvious that you already had a bit of sales background before even applying to CSAP, but obviously for, even for myself and for most of our listeners, I assume they're fresh grads, so very little work experience, which is also fine and encouraged within the CSAP realm. How did your previous sales experience impact your decision to apply for CSAP, or what was your understanding of the CSAP program before you even applied for it? I think it's actually, having no experience at all would actually be also quite beneficial on the different side of the coin. Because obviously the CSAT will train you up in the way that they expect you to sort of sell and, and manage these relationships with the customers. So I had to sort of unlearn a lot of things that I had already been taught uh, and relearn them in how Cisco wanted me to perform. I had my own challenges, but o overall I am sort of glad that I had a bit of a taste for it. So the transition to the training was a bit easier. 
Knowing that you have had a passion for tech from a very young, young age, like you said, I'm curious, is there a reason why you applied to be an associate sales rep or ASR as opposed to an associate systems engineer or ASC, which is the other track of CSAP? Another great question. I think I, I don't have the knowledge for systems engineering that I would probably be on the same level as the other engineers that have applied, especially in our year. I guess with my business background and, and the way I was going through sales, I think that was more aligned to what I was good at. Not saying that I'm not good at systems engineering. I'm sure I'll do some accreditations through Cisco and, and obviously upskill myself in that area as well. But I think that this time last year, I was definitely more aligned to the sales track and, and that's where I wanted to pursue that career. Yeah, that's a really good point. I do feel like one of the main deterrents from people entering the tech space is the, the lack of technical knowledge. But would you say that you don't really have to be that technical to be an ASR within CSAP? No, not at all. I, I think it really does come, come down to your personality and, and your people skills at the forefront because we're blessed to have product specialists by our side and systems engineers to, to back us up in some of our calls for customers. So we're, we're really acting as just the face of Cisco, a point of contact for our partners and customers to, to come to with any questions or problems. And we're backed by the expert team behind us. Obviously, it's great to have that knowledge to speak on the fly and understand our architectures, but on a really deep level that some IT managers are concerned with. And those questions are always answered at a later stage or, or by someone who's more specialized in that field. So obviously at the time when you and I were both applying for CSAP, we didn't know about any of this. But one of the reasons that, that the listing piqued my interest like for CSAP was that CSAP was just looking for those who were eager to learn, adaptable, had a passion for tech or an interest in tech. And the technical knowledge definitely was not a requirement, but also definitely a nice to have. And I feel like in a way that was also what they were trying to assess out or look for on the actual AC day. So with that in mind, we already covered what the assessment center is in a very high level. So in a broad sense, it's basically an assessment day um, and requires attendance all day as you progress through a number of activities and tasks. It's usually the final stage in the CSAP application process, and it's a chance for you to find out what it's like to work for Cisco, but also on the flip side, for the Cisco team to find out a bit more about you in a workplace setting. So like for me, because I'm based in Singapore, I had team leads and managers in Singapore as some of the assessors for me. I'm not sure how it was for you. Yeah, no, very much the same. I had a couple of high-level execs sitting into some of mine, as well as, you know, country managers. Obviously, you don't know that at the time, but yeah, no, it was uh, a different group every time. So for the presentation, for the interview, and for the role play, I, I had different people watching in. And similar to, I think, you and I are going to be doing the Philippines Assessment Center, obviously had some some CSAPers or other account managers sitting in to help with any questions for people, you know, doing the Assessment Center as well. So yeah, I, I was little little knowledge about what was going on in terms of who was I was speaking to, but everyone was still so lovely and supportive and even made the day a bit more fun as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously we didn't have uh, zero knowledge and what to expect because for me, I also had a, a briefing call leading up to my individual assessment center day. So that was mostly for applicants based in Singapore. And I presume that it's also the same for those applying in their individual countries. So did you have like a briefing or if you did, like how, how did it go for you? Yeah, so yeah, I had something similar. So it was about 18 of us, I believe, uh, whoever had passed through the assessment center stage. They sort of just broke down the expectations of the day, any sort of technical issues, how to sort of face them and gave us a bit of a brief of 
what's involved in terms of the presentation, the interview, and the role play. So um, they detailed you know, the scenario-based sort of questions we'll be receiving and just a general lay of the land, what to expect and who to reach out to for support in between, you know, now and then to, to get up and running. Yeah, I feel like the, the briefing for the assessment center is already a way for or a chance for people to stand out. Like you should ask questions, even if there's no such thing as a bad question, especially this early on in the hiring process. Would you agree with that? I agree. If, if you're not sure about anything, it's always good to sort of speak up. The last thing you want to do is realize too late that you could have asked the right question and, and you'd be more prepared for it. So if you do have any thoughts at the time, it's really good to, to reach out to the team. And they're, they're there to support you. They're, they're there to see us succeed as well. So don't be afraid to ask the right questions. Yes. Always ask questions. If there's one takeaway we have from the onboarding process or the application process and just start our time in CSAP is just to always be curious right? Yeah, always be curious. But yeah, so today I want to talk about what actually happens before CSAP starts, or rather how one would even get into CSAP. And that, of course, is the assessment center, or AC for short. So firstly, what even is the assessment center, you know, for our listeners out there who may not be very familiar with it? The assessment center is an interesting part of the interview process. So some companies do it in groups, some people do it in person. Cisco, I believe, is now going to be doing it virtually from now on. But essentially, it's just a full day of assessments. So uh, for us, it involved, or for the ASRs anyway, a interview, a presentation, and a role play. So you get given an itinerary a couple of days before log into a briefing sort of session, and then you sort of split off and join different rooms throughout the day and virtually uh, conduct the assessment center. So pretty interesting way of doing it, and I guess virtual is the way of the future. Okay, so... Now we're at the actual assessment center day for ASRs. And like you mentioned, it consisted of three parts, the interview, the presentation, and the role play, right? Mm-hmm. How did you prepare for each individual one? Actually, let's, let's go through each one bit by bit. So for the interview, how did you prepare for that, if at all? Okay, so I definitely prepared for the interview. Just your general interview questions. So... If you aren't familiar with the STAR technique of questioning, definitely do a bit of research on that where it's about the situation, task, action, and result. Really, really important to know because you will be questioned on those and it's good to listen out for what the cues are for those sort of questions and what sort of answers they'll be expecting. But in terms of the interview itself, it is pretty straightforward. They ask you about, you know, your history, where you may have worked, you know, your degree, and just try and get a feel for who you are and, and your fit in terms of the Cisco culture, which is also paramount. You obviously have the chance at the end to ask them questions that you're thinking about. And that's also a great opportunity to clear anything up and and see where you can stand out as well. So again, always ask questions. What kind of questions did they ask you besides, I guess, the the star, the classic star questions? Yeah, I think the first question they asked me was, tell me about yourself, which is, which actually threw me a little bit because where do you start? You know, you want to tell them the life story and you just want to pick out the relevant bit. So make sure you understand what you want to be doing and more about yourself as well so when that question does come up about just yourself you have things to talk about it's always important in in any sort of business relationship to be transparent about what you're looking for and and the managers at cisco that i've experienced are also supportive as well so it's just a matter of being on the same page and and let them help you as long as you're transparent really nothing can really go wrong going back to what you said before about always asking questions especially you know for this particular portion of the asrac the interview what kind of questions would you ask at the end? Like when, you know, the interviewer says, do you have any questions for us? That is like your window to start asking questions. 
do you remember what you asked or better yet, what would you ask if you're kind of like stumbling or at a loss for words or don't even know like what to ask in that point in time? Yeah, that's another great question. I think um, a, a great question to ask is, you know, what does, a, what does a great employee look like to you? That's going to give them, they could have a chance then to sort of reiterate what they're looking for. Nice and vague for them <laughs> as well, but it gives them a chance to then, you know, express to you what they're looking for in an employee. Another question could be, you know, what, what else can I be doing between now and, you know, when you make your decision to help improve myself? In the meantime, it means you show initiative and your know, willingness to sort of apply yourself to the role as well. So there's definitely many good questions that you could be asking. Yeah, no, that's a good one that you mentioned about my one of my go-tos is always, what can I do between now and start date to better prepare myself for this position? And most of them always say, that's a great question. It is a great question. <laughs> Did you have the interview first or what was your, your schedule like for your particular assessment center experience? Yeah, so I'm not sure about you, but my structure was actually interview, presentation, and then role play. So yeah, after the interview, I had a bit of a break. I think you do have a bit of a break, luckily, in between all of them to sort of refocus and prepare for the next section. So yeah, the next was the presentation. How was that for you? Trying to do it virtually was probably the most difficult thing. Uh, I didn't have a second screen, so I, I used some cheat sheets in terms of sticky notes that I posted up behind the wall for all my slides just to just sort of help me through it but it, it was a bit of a, a difficult challenge because I haven't done something like this especially virtually in an interview process on this scale before so I didn't speak too fast but the feedback I got back from it was uh, my body language which is something I didn't factor in obviously to a virtual interview you know even though we're sitting down in the chair or, or standing it's important to use your know, hand gestures and you know your head to actually you know, imitate different body languages that you wouldn't be able to normally do in person so I took that feedback on, obviously, for my role play, which was the next one. So Hugh and I are in the same batch, and I believe that we are the first ones to, to have gone through the entire onboarding process and the assessment center fully virtual, right, from start to finish. What would you say are some of the other benefits of having this assessment center remotely? Yeah, no, you, you are spot on. And I don't think Cisco is the only company that's going to be shifting to doing these interviews all virtually. I guess there are a lot of benefits. Obviously, as you said, the cheat sheet for your presentation. You know, if you're doing this in person, it's usually finish one, straight into the next room, go, 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 go. So at least it sort of breaks up your day a bit further as well. I think that's another benefit. And obviously being in your own home, you probably feel a little bit more comfortable uh, with, with what you're doing as well. So if you can put, put past the whole virtual theme of, you know, lacking that personal interaction and having to stare at the camera on, on a screen, it, it really is quite quite the same. That's, I guess, another one of the benefits in that even though the assessment center is the entire day, it's not back to back to back with the three portions. So people can take the, the chunks in between each one. You mentioned that one of the aspects of the AC is that it still feels quite similar to that face-to-face -face interaction what with like the body language, like how you carry yourself and how you conduct yourself throughout the conversation. Are you someone who thrives more in person, like with face-to-face -face interactions, or are you just as comfortable when it's virtual? Face-to-face -face was my speciality and strength coming into CSAT, but it's the same now. I've been on so many WebEx calls over the last eight months. It's just become the norm for me now. And I'm sure a lot of other businesses that we will be working with and other people are very much, very much the same. You know, after lockdown, especially in Australia and, and globally, people aren't returning to the office full time anymore. But there's this hybrid work which has now emerged and 
WebEx calls the norm. It's, it's obviously lovely to catch up with the customer face to face, but we can have the same conversation and it really has a very similar outcome now. Okay, you mentioned a few things. I want to get to each and every one of them. So would you say that the assessment center was a pretty good representation of what was to come in CSAP now that you have experienced it? It definitely was, uh, especially the role plays, because we obviously have assessed role plays throughout CSAP where we're sort of graded on our ability to speak to a, a customer persona throughout different stages of our, on different architectures and, uh, and topics. So yeah, the presentations and the role plays is a great example of, of what's to come in the future. So definitely some great preparation there and a bit of insight into what you know, you're in for. Mm-hmm. Speaking of role play, let's get to that final portion of the assessment center. I feel like, especially as someone who had zero prior sales experience, it was a bit of a wild card for me, or I, I didn't really know what to expect, even after the, the briefing meeting that we had leading up to the actual assessment center. How would you describe the role play to someone who has no sales background and no sales experience in terms of what it entails and also what the purpose of it actually is, like what they're actually looking for? Okay, for someone that's never spoken to a customer before on the phone, what it is, it's it's purely a mock conversation with the customer. So as if you're calling customer for the first time and introducing yourself and, you know, setting your, what you want to be doing and, and the purpose for the call. It's exactly the same thing, except the interviewer or in our cases, the manager was putting on the persona of a customer. So it, it is a bit intimidating because, you know, a normal customer conversation can feel more natural. If you know you're being marked or graded on it, it does add a bit of pressure. But essentially, we got a bit of a brief before the assessment center and it gave us detail of who the moderator was going to be, which was, I think for mine, it was the manager of XYZ Bank. And then me as an account manager from Cisco had to go in, introduce myself and then convince them to you know, have another meeting about collaboration and sort of pitch that uh, to them. So you have to do a bit of preparation for this one, understand what you're trying to sell and what you're trying to achieve. But obviously, we learned a lot of skills in CSAP to do this with in, in a real customer scenario. So if you're worried about doing it in the future, trust me, by the time you come out of CSAP, you've done enough role plays to, to ace them. But for this one, it, it's more about trying to make the conversation around them and keep them talking would be my biggest tip for the role play. Asking open-ended questions, having question funnels is really, really important. If you can introduce yourself and then just say, so tell me about what you're trying to achieve. And then if they give an answer about the, you know aligning all their different sites, to have the same consistent collaboration, you know, in place. And then you can ask them, okay, well, what does that look like to you? And then just keep deep diving onto their answers. It shows that you care, you're listening, and it keeps them talking. And really that's what they're, they're looking for in these discovery sort of phone calls is how well we can hold ourselves in a conversation with a customer. They may throw us a couple of curveballs, like, oh, it might be too expensive and things like that. But it's just about holding yourself and, making sure you answer you know, professionally and see the conversation to where you want to go if you can, but also be flexible to change. Okay, so you're saying that even if someone has never made a cold call or someone doesn't have any prior sales experience, it's still possible to do relatively well on this portion of the AC. I'm sure you did as well, but yeah, definitely. It's um, <laughs> that they know that we're here and most of us have never you know, had one of these calls before. They're, they're looking for... As you mentioned earlier, the, the foundation of willingness to learn and adapt and take on feedback. But I guess it's just a benchmark for them to look at and see, okay, where is this person at with their personal skills and how would they hold themselves in a tricky conversation or, you know, pitch a solution. 
the way that I prepped for it was I did a pretty good job knowing or structuring how I was going to open the call. So introducing myself, asking questions, like very open-ended questions. I think that's what you meant by question funnels, right? So asking a very wide open-ended question and then based on the customer's response, you filter it down and get more granular into the customer's needs. So how did you or how would you close that conversation, especially, you know, in this high pressure environment? I think look at a perspective that this is the first call or maybe the second call that we've had with this customer. You know, we're not, it's, if someone can sell a customer, you know, a multi-million dollar architecture deal on the first call, I'll be thoroughly impressed. So I think that the goal is just to, you know, build that reputation, rapport up, and then, yeah, ask for a second meeting would be would be the advice. And so how I would wrap it up is, okay, so, you know, I've just gone through the benefits and you told me about what your requirements are, what you're looking to achieve for your business goals. You know, I've gone through the benefits of this solution. How does that sound to you? Good? Okay. How about we have a follow-up call with our engineers in a week's time and we can go into a bit more detail about how this is going to work for you. That's how I would wrap it up. But again, it's supposed to be flexible uh, and being conversational, it's, have a purpose in mind and maybe express that purpose in the beginning of your intro. So, hey, I'm Hugh. I'm an account manager from Cisco. I'm here to help, you know, align your business goals and your technology needs and see how we can best, you know, fit your collaboration goals for 2022. Can To be able to do that, though, I need to have a bit more information. Do you mind telling me about your current scenario? So you've always set the purpose then for the call. So then when you wrap it up, you just reiterate what you sort of achieved. You've listened to them. This is their requirements and... You know, does this solution work for you or does it sound good? I like that you mentioned building rapport with a customer, which I feel like would be a bit difficult when it's virtual. I'm not sure how you experienced it during the entire day that was the assessment center. But obviously, like you mentioned, at the time when you were applying for CSAP, you were more of a face-to-face kind of guy. How did you build rapport with either the customer in that role place scenario or even just your assessors in general throughout the entire day, whether it's through the interview, especially during the interview, the presentation and the role play. Use your best judgment. Obviously, just smile, be yourself. It's probably the, the key things I'd recommend. Don't don't shy away from you know them trying to get to know you a bit more because they, they generally do. And we're all human. Even the, even the assessors are human as well. And and don't forget that they've been doing the virtual thing for years now. Like, just listen to them and, and really just go with the flow and and trust your gut and just be yourself. Would be my advice to to build a rapport there. That's a really good summary of how to build that rapport in that virtual setting. Do you have any other maybe best practices that you have implemented since starting CSAP or even then on the assessment center day? On the briefing they had a week before, they went through a couple of tips and tricks and that involved making sure your internet connection was good, uh, making sure you have a good microphone, good lighting. If you don't have a good background like Ella does, you use a, you use a blur or a, or a virtual background. Those are my best tips and tricks in terms of having a, a good virtual setup, but just... Just because it's virtual, keep smiling, you know, make sure you dress appropriately as well and slow down and, and be yourself. My last question to you is, what do you think are some other ways that someone applying to CSAP can make themselves stand out either before assessment center day or even during? Before, as in what you're going to put in the resume, if you are passionate about tech like I was, do some certifications or get involved in different projects that you can put on your resume to do with tech or even you know, familiarize yourself with local insights in terms of Cisco. Being curious, again, is the key word of today. Show that you're proactive and you're willing to learn. So if you are getting feedback after your interview or role play or presentation, you know, about the tone of your voice or how fast you're speaking. Make sure you really, really take that on and show that you can change that the next time you have your next assessment. A lot of people apply for CSAP and 
take it as just an experience to, to take into your future interview if you, if you don't get through because it's it's a great practice because a lot of companies we're doing this virtually now and uh, at least in Cisco you get some great feedback to take on to improve for yourself in the future if, if it's not successful. Absolutely. Not everyone even gets to the stage of the application process like to get to the assessment center day so I think that in itself is already something to be really proud of. And it, it is world renowned so Pat yourself on the back if even, if even getting through the first round. You know, I'm certainly very proud of, of where I've come. And it's a humbling experience, isn't it, to sort of sit back here a year later and think, wow, okay, we've, we've made it this far already and it's really only just beginning. And that wraps up this episode for this new season. We hope that this is helpful for those out there listening who are either looking to apply for CSAP or are just looking for ways to improve after having gone through the assessment center itself. Once again, Hugh, thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. It's been a pleasure on my end as well. Thank you for the invite and happy to do this again in the future.